I hope they call me on a mission When I have saved a dime or two And I will bear the financial burden To teach and preach and BRT That build relationships of trust And help investigators identify and recognize the spirit And build on common beliefs And ask direct will you questions And perfect the commitment pattern So I can manipulate their emotions While spewing memorized missionary discussions in their face And be lovingly pushy And unavoidably naive and myopic And incredibly short-sighted and judgmental While pretending that I know way more than I actually do as a 19-year-old <clears throat> elder to grow the financial mega-kingdom of God LLC and be my own best brainwasher, avoiding TV and movies and music and family and dating and giving up pretty much all of the things that are most important to me so that I can avoid cultural shame and become the Mormon that everyone thinks I should be, whether that's really who I am or not, as missionaries do. Infants on thrones, the philosophies of men mingled with humans. We are the core. After your faith has let you down. Welcome back to Infants on Thrones. I'm Glenn Osland, and today I sit down with two Nevermo co-workers, Tim Bowen and Stephen Johnson of the Steady Trade podcast to smack down the missionary discussions that I used when I was a missionary back in the early 90s. Now, we don't get too far into the first discussion in, in this episode because, well, Tim and Stephen found it all pretty weird and pretty aggravating, and you'll hear it. Just listen. You'll get it. And hopefully, we'll also get Stephen, too, because I think after this, he might just convert. Take a listen. All right, are you cool. guys ready to get religion? Yeah, let's just let's just fucking roll with it. I have no idea what we're gonna do, but I'm I'm just open to do it and just yeah. be spontaneous. So I'm gonna record audio now. You don't need to record your audio. I've got it. I don't. I don't think I do need to record my audio. You don't. Really? <laughs> no. You don't need really? to record your audio. No, I've got it. But but you don't. But you don't have it. These. Whoop. Do you see what you I'm really doing right now? Yeah, moving your hands. I'm doing the, these are not the droids you're looking for, mind control stuff. This, 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 this is techniques that I learned as a Mormon missionary to try and get you to think the way that you're supposed to think that you don't think right now. Okay. It's, I, also, okay. it's also known as these are not the droids you're looking for. Should yeah. I record my audio or not? No, uh, no, I really don't. feel like I, I should record my audio. I really record it. And now you say don't record it. Well, you just cut out. I should be good now. I should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that did clear it up. All right. So, so here's what I want to do with you guys. Um, um, from 1991 to 93, um, I was a missionary in Japan. And uh, we taught uh, these discussions. They gave us these six discussions, and we were supposed to memorize them and memorize them in Japanese and sit down with people that we would call investigators because they're investigating the Mormon church. And so we would go through these six discussions. And what I want to do with you guys today is go through the first one of those. And we're going to do it SmackDown style, which means I'm going to send you a link and you're going to read these things with me. We're going to alternate reading. So I, can li- I, I can literally do whatever I want. Absolutely. 
Yeah. There's no rules. I can oh, swim no, no. and I can drink. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. having a good time. Yeah. You're you're, you're, you're you're technically off the clock. Yeah, and you can you can ask anything you want to ask. You can be as uh, sacrilegious or rude. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have a great time here. Okay. Yeah. Great. So 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 first, I, I just want to start by having you just give a little introduction. So Tim, start with you. Like, who are you? Well, Glenn. Um, I am Tim Bowen. I, I appreciate the opportunity of, uh, to appear on your podcast. Uh, I've been working with Glenn on the steady trade podcast. I've always been a big, f- well, not always, but no, you always since, have, you just didn't know it since podcasts blew up about five years ago or so <laughs> with the Joe Rogan experience. I've been a big fan of a podcast. I, oh, see, I thought to. you were going to say you were being, a, you were a big fan of me. I totally misread that. No, I mean, but you can believe that if you want. I mean, that's cool. So, um, anyway, uh, you know, my quick bio was had a business kind of, you know, I went to college. I won't go back to high school, but you know, went to college. This is the 80, well, the early nineties, uh, was always interested in technology, but they weren't teaching it in the schools. I mean, we were taking Fortran and COBOL classes, which you'll have to Google those things. They're ancient programming languages. I had no interest in that. I wanted to work with hardware with technology. So dropped out of college, started a computer reseller is what we were called. If you're old enough like me, you'll remember in the 90s, the 80s, you would go to the computer shop and have someone build your computer, custom deliver it to you. It was a much more complicated process. So started that business, went into being an internet provider, uh, was very successful with it, but I kind of got bored, was much more interested in trading, had a lifelong interest in finance, and was trading part-time for probably four or five years. As I mentioned, Kenny just was, the business was doing great, but it was just the same every day. And, and that's not the way my brain is wired. So I decided to sell out to my partner, go into trading full-time. Traded full-time for two or three years until Stocks to Trade approached me about being <clears throat> the, the uh, lead trainer, as well as kind of the, I hate using this term, but kind of the face of the product. I do a lot of YouTube videos, conferences, etc. And then that evolved into doing a podcast around trading, which is how I met Glenn and is how I ended up here. So. And, and, and not only are you the face of stocks to trade, but you're also the feet of what's that uh, boot company or whatever that always puts you in there. Well, I've, well, I've done, I've had a couple modeling gigs in the last couple of years of Wolverine boots. Wolverine boots. Yep. Yeah, and then, and then, ba- and then I did one for uh one for Bass Pro Shops as well. So yeah, you were like a, you were like a hand model for Bass Pro Shops. Like, uh, like it, it wasn't just that they wanted to get like the real nice um, reel and spool and stuff with the fishing rods. They needed to have really pretty hands. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I they, they didn't tell me that, but maybe maybe they maybe they researched me online and found that. But really yeah, smooth, but, really but smooth. especially like the Wolverine, the mm-hmm. boot one. Yeah, it was like I don't know why you know all they did was like take pictures of your leg and foot. So it's not like it was a glamorous gig, yeah. but it was fun. We got to go. Uh, we went way up north in Michigan. You know, they paid for your hotel, paid for meals. It was it was a fun time. Cool. So. I just, I just, can I just interject? Yes. Um, I just wanted to say that on the Steady Trade podcast, a lot of the times I wear a, a sleeveless top, and I know generally sleeveless tops have a, a stereotype of being this kind of uh, 
uneducated, a poor economic backgrounded person. I think they're called, they're called wife beaters. Yeah, wife beaters. Okay, yeah. so I, I know. I just want to say that although if this is on video, I'm not a proponent of wife beating. I am not a proponent of this. But the reason that I do wear these tops is because I try and compare with Tim because I'm jealous of his hands. Is that what it is? <laughs> I'm jealous of his hands. He's had a lot of modeling gigs for his hands. And uh, <laughs> and I just think, how do I compare? And I, I can't take my top off because it's fucking weird. So so I've been wearing these tank tops. All right. I, I'm, I'm glad to finally know the reason why you wear the wife beater. Uh, and and is, it, is it just one shirt that you wear over and over again? Or do you have like a closet full of them? Uh, no, it's literally the same shit that I wear over and over again. <laughs> oh, see, I always, I always hoped, I always hoped it was like the Steve Jobs thing, where no, Steve not, Jobs had like no. thirty black turtlenecks. And, you know, no. that was always my hope. But now we no, just go not. back to you wear the same stained, greasy wife beater well, every but day. But that's the that's the beauty of the wife beater is you don't get the pit stains. True. No, yeah. I, I literally, uh, I literally never wash it. Never, yeah. never. Yeah. I literally never wash it. Uh, but I, I smell it every morning, and uh, and there is a there is a point where I'm like, this this has to be hand washed because my washing machine's broke. So I, I'm like, this has to be hand washed by the maid. Yeah, by the maid. All right. So who are you? Tell, tell, give us a little bit of background on you, Stephen. Uh, my name's Stephen, and I, my friends call me Jeevan. And uh, I'm I'm very much. Uh, since I was a, a young a young man, uh, I've always been, I've always been wanting to be involved in something that changed things. And I know that's a little bit vague. I always wanted to kind of, I always, I always felt that a lot of people were kind of doing the ordinary things, doing what the government said we should do, living these normal conventional lives. And I always wanted to kind of inspire people to 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 not live these lives, but I, I never knew how, and I never knew how to break this ordinary mold of what people do. But I just wanted to really communicate and make people feel things to, to want to have change because I, I feel like everyone's living these day-to-day lives and no one's really, no one's, it's like we're all stuck in the same, the same cycle. And I just want to try and break that cycle. And I, I've always wanted to do it and I've never known how. Oh, well, you're going to learn how today, man. Well, that's, I mean, and basically... You, you, you sound like a man looking for answers. Yeah. No, 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 no. I am not a man looking for answers. I am a man <laughs> delivering and, answers. I am and, the man. and Glenn, Glenn may have these I answers. I have the answers. No, no, I am the man. I am the man with the answers. Yeah. And no, I just, I just didn't know how. And then um, I found YouTube and I found trading. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm one kick-ass, mo- I'm, I'm, right now I'm a losing trader. Uh, I was a profitable trader until I took a loss recently. And I'm one kick-ass guy to motivate you about how to lose money in trading. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a, I'm, I'm the world's best motivating losing trader. No, I, am, I am literally, if you want to lose some shit, I will motivate the shit out of you uh, <laughs> to get to the next level to lose what you think you should have. Cool. So if you if you want to lose a house, a wife, a girlfriend, I am uh, I'm there for you. I, I, I will I, help you fuck it up. I, I still think today's uh, episode going over the first plan, uh, the the plan of our heavenly Father is what it's called, is going to help you um, both change the world and be a really big loser. So I think this is totally right, yeah. right I what you've been s- looking for, what you've been praying for in your lack of of praying. What, what, s- yeah, go ahead. Go on. No, I just I just want to start off by saying, and I'm just going to be completely honest here. Um, 
I uh, I don't like God. I, oh, I was going to ask you this. So perfect. Uh, Go like, God, to, what is, what is your, your view on religion and your history? No, uh, and uh, I hope this goes out to a boatload of people because I, I think, I think God's one evil motherfucker. Mm. Um, and so I, you and believe I in God. Yeah, so what, what I'm hearing, yeah. you believe in God and you think that he's an evil motherfucker. All I want to say is, all I want to say is that if a God exists, uh, first of all, but for 150,000, 100,000 years, humans have existed. They've all been dying around the age of 19, 20, 21 because of simple bacterial tooth infections. I'm talking the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. It's been so primitive. We've had no, we've had no antibiotics, things like this, that, that children have been dying for hundreds of years. And then all of a sudden... You, you know, everywhere else old, in the world besides England has dentists. Yeah, no, no, but I'm talking about the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. Okay, 1700s, right. 1800s, 1900s. Like, all I'm right. talking 30,000 years, 40,000 years ago. All right. Children have been dying in the 20s and 30s. In the early 1800s, we had the plague. It wiped out everyone. Yeah. And, it, and, and, and if diseases weren't wiping out people, uh, we're having catastrophic wars that were killing people. So why on earth did God say, after, after 30 years, of 30,000 years, or 40,000 years of this happening, why did God say 2,000 years ago, I'll tell you what, I've had enough. I'm going to send Jesus down, but I'm not just going to send Jesus down to a, a country that's economically stable and that's, that's quite advanced. I'm going to send him to the fucking Middle East where they've got no shit and I'm going to tell him to hang himself to make things better. I mean, how does that shit work? Just explain that to me. Well, let's get to it because it'll probably be written down in uh, the discussion that we're going to be reading from today because it has all of the answers that you could possibly anticipate. And that's, that's one okay. of the, the, the joys that we're going to discover as we go through this document today. Okay, well, I'll tell you See, what, I'm a, I believer, Stephen, I'm, you know, I'm a believer. All right. you know, and and we'll, I'm sure we'll get to this more, but, and, and I can give my views whenever, but I think, Stephen, one, one thing I notice is you seem to be confusing religion and God. That, that is one point I will make. Mm. So, uh, but you're, you're the whole or the supreme being or whatever you're you want the, to call it. You're yeah. the theist and deist thing. I see what you're saying. But Tim, do you, do you believe there's a man upstairs? Do you believe there's a man watching over your feet and hands? So, you know, I was, I was raised in the Catholic church. Um, you know, but is there a man? Cause you've got, well, let, let me, let me give you, so let me, godly. let me give you the background and answer the <laughs> godly <question>. hands. <laughs> <laughs> So I was raised in the Catholic church, you know, was always forced to go to church, forced to go to Sunday school, you know, forced to do all this stuff. So it was just the natural rebellion thing. And, you know, and then you turn, you know, you, you kind of become an adult, you know, I'm like 20 years old and all of the, the, the sex abuse stuff is in the news, you know, this is whenever that hit you know, in the nineties, I don't, I could have the timeline wrong, but you know, around that time, and you're just like, man, it's just, I, I never liked this place in the first place. Now you see all this stuff. And then it's like, you know, they, they got their own little country, you know, where they're, where they're all free from prosecution and, you know, in the Vatican. And it's like, it's just like, so religion always kind of turned me off because of the, the beast of the Catholic church. Now, do I believe in God? I mean, I, I think the term is, and Glenn will probably cor correct me. I mean, I'm like, I think it's agnostic. You know, I don't know. You know, is there, it, does God exist? I don't know. Does God not, God not exist? I don't know. You can't prove it either way. So I won't take, I won't say either. I mean, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, now, so that's my point was, 
not a big fan of organized religion, but when it comes to God, he might be out there. I don't know. So, so let me ask before, before we get into this uh, smacking down of the discussion, um, what, what do you guys, what, what's your knowledge of Mormons, history with Mormons, anything like that? Let me start with you, Stephen. What of anything well, you know about Mormons? I feel I feel quite angry now. Now that we're bringing up these these topics, and, and I will I will address the question of Mormonism. But I just want to say one thing first, and that's yeah. if I we're talking about religion is bad because it's human made, and God's this great person, the creator of the world. But I want to say if I say God and I die, and He says Stephen, welcome to heaven, I'll say God, how fucking dare you? How dare you? <laughs> give children aids how fucking dare you how dare you give children aids how dare you let children die of bone cancer this is what i will say to them i'll say how dare you send me to the devil we'll rock out we'll play queen it's a kind of magic it'll be beautiful but how dare you give children bone cancer do you know what i mean all right how how dare you that's this is what i'll say to them if i die and i'm not afraid to say it let them burn me in hell if it's true but the question what do I know about Mormonism? Uh, I know that you've got these strict rules. You're deprived of everything. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're basically taught not to have any fun. Uh, you've you've got to give up shit that's fun. And uh, and I think it's a it's a it's it's frank it's it's frankly a crime that Mormonism exists. If I'm being honest, it's I think the religion is a crime. So as your new missionary, I've got my work cut out for you, but I'm, I am committed, Stephen, but by the end of this, you will love God. You're looking worried. You know, I'm kidding, right? I'm just mad. You're about looking it. a little, you're looking a little worried. I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just mad about it. I'm, I'm mad about it. You, you couldn't, <laughs> you shouldn't, you shouldn't have put me on this podcast because I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that uh, one human should have power over another human because of something that's made up in a pretend book. Yeah, that, 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 you are the you are the perfect person for this pod, for this podcast, Steve. Good, good. Tim, because, uh, what do you know about Mormons? Um, you know, so I you know always knew about Mormonism. I don't know if I ever knew any until a few years ago, but you know, always you know, always knew that they were like the nicest you know religion. You know, it's like again. Obviously, the Catholics have done some bad stuff through the years. Obviously, Muslims have done some bad, you know, all religions have ba- done bad stuff. But I always knew like Mormons were like the nice guys. Um, always knew that it was started by a thir- I think a 13 year old boy that found magical tablets. <laughs> but, you know, which is obviously dubious. But back to Stephen's point, I mean, all really, you know, um, I can't remember the quote. What is the quote? Um, you know, if one guy starts a cult, or, or if one guy creates a cult, it's called a cult. And then a religion is when that guy dies, you know? So mm. it's like, I always knew all religions had dubious end beginnings. So it's not like I really discounted it because of Joseph Smith finding the magic tablets and all that. Um, so I was n- always neutral, you know, probably the first exposure I had to a Mormon was like Mitt Romney. You know, it was mm. like, okay, you go back again, I'm turning 18. He was active, you know, in, in I think Senate or whatever it was. So it was like, you would hear that Mitt Romney's a Mormon and it was like, Oh, okay. They seem like nice people. Um, but then the real, the tipping point, the, the Malcolm, Gal- Malcolm Gladwell tipping point for me that piqued my interest was when I found out about the magic underwear <laughs> that, 
was a game changer for me because then I was like, wait, I need to know more about this. <laughs> so, and, and oddly enough, about the same time, I started meeting some Mormons and, and they were nice people and stuff. But I always had to ask, do you or don't you wear the magic underwear? I'm, and I'm, didn't you do that at like a work Christmas party or something? Yeah, Salt yes. Lake with a bunch of Mormons and one of the very, guys the very, very inappropriate, very, very rude, you know, but I, I couldn't help it. I, for some reason, I fixate on that. So it's was, like, was it you or Sykes that asked them to show, like, show me, show, show me your Sykes took it the next further, which okay. Sykes tends to do. <laughs> I, I kind of opened the door and then he, he kind of, he, I handed him the ball and he ran with it. Yeah. So. <laughs> cool. All right. So what we're going to do, we're going to read through this, this manual and we'll stop and have conversations at any time, anything that you guys want to talk about, we, we can talk about. So there's no like big agenda that I have. If, if we only get through half of the first page, that's fine. I've got no problem with it. I, I want to say at the beginning, and this is mainly for you, Stephen, so that, yep. that, you know, I do not believe in God. Uh, you know, like, so the, the, the type of God that you're talking about and, and even the one that you're agnostic with Tim, like for me is so obviously just a human creation, uh, been, been part of tradition for hundreds, thousands of years in different forms. And, you know, I, I think that every single person that believes in God is projecting their own values onto this object and it becomes a symbol of yep. things. So where is, where are your, give us some, Alhamdulillah. Where, where, where do your beliefs currently stand real quickly, Glenn? I mean, I know all your listeners know, but mm-hmm. Stephen and I don't know. Yeah. 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 So that, I mean, so that's what I'm, I'm saying to you. I, I, oh. I believe that we live in a man-made world and you know, there's, I mean, as far as culture goes, <laughs> you know, there's that nature isn't, man-made we manipulate nature um are are there forces behind nature beyond what we currently understand scientifically duh yeah of course they are but but once we start saying oh well i know what they are and here's what they are and it's god then we're playing in a land of make-believe and imagination which i like to do i like to do but but going into that eyes wide open and say i'm I'm playing in the realm of fiction here and imagination and let's do some thought experiments, but recognize that what we're really doing is, is we're talking about our ideas and our views of the world. That's it. Glenn, I just want to say Alhamdulillah, uh, which is Islamic for praise God to you because I I 100% agree with your views. Yeah. 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 And, and I've been through the, like, I've never been quite as, as angry as, as what you expressed, Stephen, but a lot of our listeners are, um, have been, maybe some will be uh, still in the future of saying, you know, God, how dare you cause the suffering in the world, which just, of course I was believe in if the first was real, If he was real, yeah. how could he possibly do this? How maybe he's, maybe he's an up? asshole. Yeah. Well, it's the, pro- exactly. it's the, pro- it's the problem of evil and it's a, it's a longstanding philosophical <laughs> conundrum Gordian Uh, knot that can't really be adequately untied. But so that, so that, so just so that, you know, um, I, I like to, um, play devil's advocate, (laughs) you know, just for the sake of argument. So there may be times in this discussion where I'm assuming the role of a Mormon missionary that I was when I was 19 to 21 years old. I want you to indoctrinate Stephen by the end. Yeah, of this no, episode. I want to too. But, That's going to be fun but, to, to do. Okay, but, but, I, but I also want to expose, you know, like th- this this stuff 
that we were, we were trained to manipulate people, you know, like, but then, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. Do you not just feel like when you look back at those years that you spent and the kind of wasted years, because you did it, uh, you, you literally were a missionary and it was a total waste of time. In mm. retrospect, it was a complete and total waste of time because you were manipulated by other people to believe in something that was completely fictitious. I mean, does that not burn you up inside? Not at all. I don't look at it as a waste of time. I didn't realize you were so filled with spite, Stephen. No, you've, no, got, no, a lot, you've just, got a lot of pent up no, rage. Not at all. I am challenging... Glenn on his own podcast about his own subject. No, but, but, but so I, I know a little bit about um, some of your background, Stephen, just from the work that we've done on Steady Trade Podcast, you know, so, so you, at one point, you wanted to be a professional poker player and you saved up money to fly from England to Australia and enter a, no, no, at the I World Series mind. of Poker or, you know, like, no, no, no. but I, I but, was, I was winning money and uh, yeah. I flew to be professional. Like, yeah. But but eventually you abandoned that and went off to other things. Do, do you view that experience as a waste of time because it wasn't uh, profitable uh, or f- fruitful the way that you thought it was going to be? No, no. And I agree with you. I agree with you. And I agree with your point of view. I think anything yeah. that you do in your life builds character and it builds who you are sure. to, in, in the day. So you should never regret anything. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 but understanding it, learning from it, you know, so, yeah. so what I do look back on with my mission is, I, I wish that I would have spent less time trying to convince people that my way of viewing things was right when I didn't even completely, you know, like really? there were still things that were slivers in my mind that really? were questions. Oh. I, I wish I would have listened and learned more about the Japanese culture because I was in fucking Japan for two years. It was awesome. I, like I, I, I didn't have um, a job. I didn't have, I wasn't going to school. My day was filled with whatever I made it. Now, of course, there were things that we were supposed to do as missionaries and, you know, the, the discussions that we were supposed to teach. We, we spent most of the day um, going to a train station and trying to talk to people as they're coming and going. We, we, once a week, we taught a, a free English class. And so we would tell people, are, are you interested in English? Would you like a free English class? Here's a, a flyer for what we do. We'd love to have you come out. Um, also, we have a message about God. Would you like to hear that message about God? And so we would spend, and, and a success rate of probably 0.0001% you know, of the people that we talked to would actually take us up on anything. But, um, but were you ever able just to be like, I'm just going to smoke a doobie? Oh my gosh, no. no. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know moment culture. You couldn't just be like, I'm going to smoke a doobie. No, doobie smoking is uh, greatly frowned upon in Mormon culture. <laughs> now, now you mentioned something briefly, <laughs> but 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 let, let me let me take that a step further. We weren't allowed to to go to movies. We weren't allowed to listen to popular music. We weren't allowed to call our family, um, except yeah. maybe once a year. It was re- it was really really strict conditions that that we were under. But uh, in some missions, you're not even allowed to drink caffeinated sodas like Coke or Pepsi. Mountain Dew, Dr. Pepper, you know, so doobies, no, <laughs> alcohol, no. <laughs> now <laughs> you mentioned, you mentioned something really briefly there. So while you were doing this mission, you weren't hundred percent bought in. Did I, did I catch that right? Well, I was a hundred percent bought in, but there were, but there were things that I would like, I remember explaining things to people when they would ask questions and you were just like, okay. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, I know that this is what the answer is supposed to be. So I can tell you what the answer is supposed to be. But when I started trying to back it up, I, I, would, I would come across like 
errors in logic or gaps in the logic that mm-hmm. I, I just kind of, it would, but like there were, I remember there was one guy that we taught um, and he ended up getting baptized. Um, and I didn't, I didn't find him. I wasn't the person who brought him in, but I'm the person who taught him. Do you guys get like a sales commission? Do you, do you, do you get a commission when you, when you close one? Wouldn't that be nice of the, of their tithing? Uh, <laughs> we get a percentage of that, you know, Ooh, and then everyone, that's how you, that's how you take this next level. Baptize do it. It's a, yeah. Like multi-level marketing. Yeah. Yeah. You get recurring revenue down the road. That's how you take this thing next level, man. It, it, well, it's, it's kind of built into the system, but they're spiritual gifts that you get in the, the next life. Not in this one <laughs> is, is the belief. But yeah, so, that, so, so we were teaching this guy and he never asked any questions. He just like nodded and accepted it and ended up getting back. And it just bugged the shit out of him. I'm like, wait a minute. You, this doesn't, you don't have any questions about this. You're just okay with this really? You know? And and part of that was that I wanted to be able to kind of, you know, go in and bash and convince him of something. And I didn't get the opportunity to do that. But, but so yeah, there were, there were things that um, like cracks in my belief that we're forming at least as early as there, most okay. of it was the culture of the mission and just the way that other missionaries treated each other. And they all wanted to be in positions of power and authority over each other and playing politics and, and that. Really not meant to be. Um, but should do. All right. So these, these six missionary discussions are not currently being used by the Mormon church and probably haven't for the last 15 or 20 years, maybe. Um, but during my time, this is what we were, were using. So as soon as you guys get it, I'd like to, to go to the, the very first page that says instru- uh, instructions for this discussion. It's like Scientology shit. It's like worse than Scientology. Is it? I don't know if I do It's not worse than Scientology. Mm, sounds worse than Scientology. Scienti- Scientology, they'll like punish people by putting them in isolation and depriving them of stuff um, and see and actually Stephen makes a good back back to my you know my knowledge of the mormon church up until a few years ago i made that same parallel i i thought i thought mormons were a lot more like scientologists than they actually are mm. i kind of learned that mostly from like joe rogan ironically but <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this book Glenn, this looks like bullshit, but let's go into it. <laughs> All right. How so, do I zoom in? I need to zoom into the book. The header up at the top says instructions for this discussion. And I'm just nah, going to start reading this and I want you guys to stop me when, um, when okay. you want to, but planning for the discussion. So th- this is the instruction to the missionaries. They're getting ready to, to, to do this. Um, we didn't actually read these with our investigators. So it says, prepare to teach this discussion by thinking about the investigator's needs. So I think right now, Stephen, what you need is a hug. Um, <laughs> you know, but, but, but like one of the, one of the things that I look back on at myself is, shitty is that we like just by default, we believed that everybody needed to hear the truth that we had that they didn't have. And that, just having that kind of a mindset of the people that you're surrounded by that are probably great people, uh, even better than you are in many areas, but this sense of like superiority to them because we have the one and only restored truth, the one and only restored gospel. 
And that's what they need. So, you know, as you're preparing to teach the discussion by thinking about the investigators' needs, that's right up at the top is that they need to hear this message. And they one need page to one, by the way. One dash one. One dash one. Okay, the, the very start. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Review the main principles of the discussion, then plan how you might present the discussion to meet these needs. For example, consider which of your own experiences might be meaningful to the investigators. What examples might help them understand clearly or resolve their concerns? Uh, resolving concerns was a big emphasis. Uh, which book of Mormon passages you could share with them? I'm not going to be sharing any with you, so don't worry. Uh, which of their own experiences might relate to your message? So I'm going to, can, I can usurp what you guys say and twist it and spin it to fit anything. I learned how to do that. It's, it's almost like, it's, it's, it's like the, the, it's almost like the fortune teller thing, you know, it's like, you know, I, I feel, I feel you, you're, you're experiencing grief. Yes, I am. You know, it's with your mother. Yes. My mother is sick. Oh, I see your mother is sick. It's like, you know, my mother's sick, you know? Yeah. 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 I feel pretty scared about this. It feels, doesn't, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with this. Okay. Well, why don't you take um, the next, the next uh, two paragraphs and where it says specifically and start okay, with spe- there, Stephen. Okay. Uh, specifically plan one, what you will do to prepare these investigations to feel the spirit. Oh my God. I'm going to make you guys feel the spirit so hard. Is, is, so, is, is feel the spirit so hard. You guys is, is spirit in, in, you know, you know, I'm Catholic. Yeah. So I got, you know, the Holy Trinity. There you go. Is, is spirit the Holy Spirit or is the spirit Ghost. the God? Is, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, 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 so we were taught that the, in, in that Trinity, the role of the Holy Ghost the, the, or the spirit is often called is to confirm truth. Okay. Was that, was that similar in Catholicism? No, I, I, I might not have paid attention that day in Sunday school. Okay. So, so, it, so basically if you get like this warm feeling, um, that's a confirmation of what we're saying is true. So then kind of like when, when, when Jake and Elwood were in the church and James Brown was preaching the gospel, when, uh-huh. when Jake started to glow, you, you remember this from the blues brothers, right? I haven't seen the blues brothers. Then, uh, I was, I, feel, I was, yeah, go ahead, Stephen. I'm just, I feel physically fucking sick reading. I feel sick that you haven't seen the Blues Brothers. I feel <laughs> physically fucking sick. Let us read this. Specifically plan what you will do to prepare these investigators to feel the spirit. How the fuck can you feel the spirit? How can you quantify and define that a spirit exists and that he is present among you? And the religious people will be like, oh, I just feel it. I just feel it. It's, uh, when, I know, when you know, you know. It, mm-hmm. It's such, it's such contrived bullshit. So you want when, me to get, tell you an experience that I had with that? I, I would love to hear the experience, Glenn. So, so the, there, there was a, a guy named Cabo who was probably okay. 23 or 24 years old. Um, I was 19 and he, he spoke English really well. He loved back to the future and Michael J. Fox. And that's why he was with the missionaries. He just liked hanging out with these American missionaries and speaking English with them. And I transferred into this area. It was in Hiroshima. And um, I was really, really wanting to make this guy feel the spirit. And he was like, I, I believe in science. I'm not going to feel the spirit. He and said that. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I, I interviewed him probably eight or nine years ago because he ended up joining the church. He ended up feeling the spirit. I'm not in the church anymore. He still is. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I won. I won. Yay, I won. <laughs> but um, here, here's how he eventually ended up feeling the spirit. First of all, there was a, a woman that he was really, really interested in who was Mormon. And so I used that. Don't you, want, yeah, don't you want to be, don't you want to go to these activities that she's at? Don't you want to be around her? Don't you want to be, you know, somebody that she would be interested in? Um, and then finally I said, look, it's fun going bowling with you and hanging out and talking English with you. But, um, if, if we're not progressing, um, with our agenda here as missionaries, then this relationship is over and you're done. And I set this deadline as this upcoming Friday, uh, we're going to, we're going to commit you to baptism. And if you say, no, you're not going to be baptized. We're done. We're breaking up with you. And he, he, unbeknownst to us, he was, um, he had become friends with a, a family that were Mormons in that ward or that congregation. And they convinced him to fast, to abstain from food and water and to pray with them until he could get a confirmation and feel the spirit that he was supposed to be baptized he fasted for three days, three days. He didn't eat anything. He didn't drink anything. And when we saw him on that Friday at the end of this three days, I can still remember what he looked like. He was just like this kind of broken man. He was so humble, like all that haughty pride and everything was gone. And he's like, I've decided that I want to be baptized. I, I have felt the spirit. And I, I, he, he was reading through the book of Mormon. And there was this passage that said through small and simple things, great things come to pass. And he's like, when I read that, I realized that I've been thinking the whole time that if, if God appeared to Joseph Smith and, and, you know, Joseph Smith saw angels, then that's what I want too, in order to convince me. Um, but I, what I didn't realize was those small times of peace that I would feel when I would think about this or think about that. And now I realize that it's through these small things. And so he ended up feeling the spirit, but it was with a lot of persistence. It was with, with a lot of manipulation, um, other things like that, and, and suggestions, like making these suggestions until he got to the place where he wanted that. So he was able to manufacture that inside of himself is what I think happened. Uh I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I feel like I want a pizza, but, and I'll eat one and it'll satisfy me hunger. But what, what you're talking about is full-blown manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. It's, is that pizza going to be with you after 26 years? Like his faith still is? But I don't, the thing for me is we're, we're here for 70 years or 80 years if we're lucky. Uh -huh. And the world, the world is pretty cruel to 90% of the population. Mm -hmm. So if we are fortunate enough to live in a, an economically stable country where we'll have money, why on earth should someone deny us privileges in the name of something uh, that isn't even proven? Well, you're, you're, you're not following the script, Stephen. You're not supposed to ask this question until later in the discussion when we, when no, we actually I'm talk just, about God and then you can raise I mean, your concerns and then I can address them and sweep them away. Okay, so what is the question that um, <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need to find the spirit? I'm not finding the spirit. The spirit is an evil motherfucker. Honestly, right. okay, I can continue reading if it's going to convince yeah. you. But let, let, let's do it, and then we'll we'll get we'll get to your questions. This okay. is another missionary tactic, though. Just I don't just, have a good answer to that answer. question, so let's ignore don't it. Don't answer. Keep reading. Yeah. Okay. So the main focus of the discussion should be 
the Book of Mormon and the Prophet Joseph Smith. Do not spend too much time on the first two principles, especially if the investigators basically agree with you to present. This is literally a book of manipulation. It's insane. Yeah. Leave enough time to discuss the truths that are unique to the restored gospel. After the discussion, the investigator's strongest impression should be the Book of Mormon and the Prophet Joseph Smith. So he's basically saying, I am the shit, and you should convince me that I am the shit. And if anyone asks any kind of sideways questions, you, you need to bring them back to this because I'm the most important. And mm -hmm. it reminds us of, um, and I don't know what Tim Bonner will say about this, it reminds us of Christian religion. It, like, say you're this all-encompassing God, and you're the, you're the power and the creator of the world. But you've got to say, I'll tell you what, motherfuckers, you guys on earth, you guys are slaves, and I want you to sing songs about me in church, and I want you to sing songs about me at school. And if you don't sing songs about me, and if you don't pray about me every single day, I'm going to come down there and I'm going to be mad. I am the all-being, all-creator of everything. But I still want you to sing songs about us. I still want you to pray about us. And if See, you don't, I'm going to be mad. You bring up one of the things that always, even as like a kid, I was always kind of disillusioned. You know, we had to go to church and stuff. And it was always just like, you know, the whole, like, it always, like, like I, I drive to Florida every year. And you know, when you get to the South, because you see all the fear God billboards, you know. It's like, why do I have to be scared all the time, you know? And in Roman Catholic Church, I mean, it's like an hour of, like, scare, scare, scare. And I was always like, geez, oh, Pete's. So, I mean, but in, in Islamic religion, which I'm, I'm in Dubai, you have to pray. Uh, the story was the Prophet Muhammad said you had to pray 100 times a day. And Muhammad spoke to Allah and said, can we just pray five times a day? And my argument is, and I hope no one in Dubai says this because I'll get booted out, but what kind of, what kind of narcissistic fuck makes you pray to him five times a day if he's the all-being creator of everything? Why do, I, why do you have to pray? I mean, it's like, for me, when I would pray as a kid, I would be, you know, I would like, you know, hey, I want my mom and dad to be healthy and around, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this. And then it's like the religion, you're supposed to just be like, praising god all the time and it, and it just it never quite it never quite jived with me it's like okay you're this all-seeing all-knowing being and why do i have to tell you how awesome you are you know 15 times a day so i i'm not arguing with you by any means yeah but i, I just don't get it i mean if 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 this guy is this this great creator then why why do i have to tell him how good he is i mean that's one thing but the other thing is, in, in, in the people in power, who gives them the power to tell you what you should do? How do they know any better than what you know? Yeah, and that, that goes back to, again, my kind of introduction. That's where it was just, you know, it's kind of interesting the way the timeline worked. It was like, I've always listened to NPR, you know, and because uh, I delivered pizzas in college, so you listen to a lot of radio. Um, and it was always, again, the, the sex abuse scandals were hitting and stuff. And I'm just like, that's what, that's what kind of like flipped the switch for me. Cause I'm like, this is just a corrupt organization now. So that's why I always kind of delineate a difference between God and religion, because you know, religions like Glenn said, I think you said the same thing. It's man-made. You know? Well, so, so the, the, the missionary answer to your question and your concern, Stephen is, and we'll see this in this this doctrinal overview here, which which Tim will read in a yeah. minute. But yeah. it's that God has a plan for us, and we have to trust in that plan. And a lot, of, like most of the, if not all of the um, tragedies that you're talking about, are 
they're either man-made, like people are singing against each other, they're being horrid against each other, uh, or it's just part of nature, just part of living in this world that, that suffering comes. Or even sometimes God will intentionally give us challenges um, that we have to overcome. It could be any of those three things. And so we, we don't really know which one it is, but if you trust that God has a plan and that there's a reason and there's something for it, then you can have hope to get through it. And how do you know to trust leaders? Which leaders? Well, uh, you know, the, the great message of Mormonism is that God hasn't left us alone to figure things out for ourselves. He has prophets on this earth today that are living prophets that can tell us exactly what God wants us to do and, you know, how we should treat each other, how we should treat ourselves, um, what's going to be for our best benefit in this life and in the life to come. And so this is a selling feature of, of Mormonism is that we, we've got it. We've got a prophet. We've got guidance. Our scriptures. Who are the prophets? Who are the prophets? Who well, are the right, right now it's President Nelson who, who yeah. leads and guides uh, the church on the earth today. Joseph Smith was the first prophet of the Restoration, but we'll get to that uh, maybe in this discussion, I, or maybe it's in the next discussion. No, I think it is. Um, so, 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 um, but, but all of your questions, all of your concerns, there's answers for, but there's not evidence for. You know, so, so it's, yeah. it's like there's, so, so there's, oh, well, we've thought through this. We've figured out ways that the things that bother you don't bother us is basically what it is. Glenn, and I've got a question for you. Yeah, yeah. So say, for example, you are playing the advocate of, of the, the Mormonism who's on a missionary, and you are 100% convinced that you believe in the right God. Mm -hmm. And then you've got an Islamic scholar who is equally standing next to you, 100% convinced that his, he is in the belief of the right God. Yes. Uh, how would you argue against him that you're right and he's wrong? Very carefully. <laughs> i mean but how would you say it? you're right islam is not i, I would what, what i would do is i would i would religion religion i would build on common beliefs and that that's something that we were taught to do as a missionary instead of focusing on the things that are different like i'm getting this from a true source and you're getting it from a false source which isn't exactly how the missionaries think of it anyway. But, but it's like, what are the things that we agree on? Because behind the, the belief is that ultimately any God is the God. It's just diff different people have learned about them in different ways. And the way that we as Mormons have learned about them is the right way. But so, so somebody in, in Islam or somebody who's a Catholic or even somebody who's an atheist they know what they know. There's more to add to it. We've got it. We'll help them with that. So let's build on the things that we have in common and work from there. And if, if, if the premise is true that the Holy Ghost really does confirm the truth of all things, then that's our litmus test. That's our evidence. If we can convince them that uh, we're right and they're wrong and they join, there's your proof in the pudding right there. And the, the great thing about it is that if they don't, reject it well then we can just say that they're hard-hearted and you know they just weren't ready for it and it doesn't affect my view of the truth one way or another and, and you don't think this has anything to do with geography or where you're born or, or what what community you're born into you, do you think you because i was explaining it to you from the point of view as when i was a believing missionary and yeah. you know so then, then i went through years of graduate school where i studied folklore and what i want you to all do, of these Glenn, questions that you're asking right now 
what I want you to do, Glenn, is when and, and it, it's your show, you can decide. But I want you to answer as the missionary when he ans- when he asks this these questions. Yeah. I w- if I could make a request, yeah, I want to hear the brainwashing go down, and I want Stephen to convert by the end of this episode. Okay, well yeah. we've got we've got to get past the overview then to get into the the script. Okay, let's, let's, let's tell me read the overview. I, I'm I'm really ready to hear about God the Father and Jesus Christ because so I'm I'm doing the doct- doctrinal overview. I yeah, just, I really believe in it. Yeah. During this discussion, you will talk to God the Father and Jesus Christ. You will talk about God the Father. During this discussion, you will talk about <laughs> God the Father and Jesus Christ. <laughs> you then will introduce Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon. The main principles in this discussion are. One, God the Father has a plan for your happiness. It is called the plan of salvation. Two, Jesus Christ has a central mission in this plan. Three, God reveals the truth about his plan through prophets. Four, the prophet Joseph Smith is a modern witness of Jesus Christ. Through him, God has restored knowledge about the divine plan. Five, the Book of Mormon is another testament of Jesus Christ that clearly explains the divine plan. Six and final, through the Holy Ghost, each person can know that this message is true. So doesn't that just answer all of your questions right there, Stephen? I mean, you can see how it's going to happen. It, they, they, they lay it out pretty clearly right there. I, I would just be like, where's the proof? Yeah. Like, like, and, and, that, and, that's why, and that's why it's so... Um, important that I help you feel the spirit because that's the only proof yeah. you can get feeling that. So do you think if I, just, if I just don't eat food and drink water for three days, then I'll, I'll feel this? Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't if, know. If, if, there's, if there's a woman that you want to fuck, maybe on the other right. side of that. There's a lot of women I want to fuck. <laughs> I know but, that. Uh, <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> All right. So here, here, by the end of this, here are the commitments that we were expected um, to, to, to make and, and have our investigators uh, commit to. So during the discussion, you need to help the investigators feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. This will prepare them to make the commitments that lead to conversion and baptism. During this discussion, the investigators should commit themselves to, one, read the Book of Mormon and pray to know that it's true. The following okay. reading assignment is suggested, um, blah, blah, blah. Go to the next page. Next page. Um, Two, uh, the second is to pray to know that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. And three, to take part in the next discussion, preferably the remaining five discussions at a specific time. So they, they taught us this thing called the will you pattern, you know, in, in, as a way to get people. It was called the commitment pattern and to act, ask direct will you questions. So at the end of this discussion, we were supposed to get these three commitments. And so we would say, will you read the Book of Mormon? Um, from cover to cover and at least start by the time we next meet. Okay. Will you pray to know that it's true? Yes. Will How you long pray? is the book of Mormon? Like long, like, I don't know. It's like 500 pages or something. Okay. So not ridiculously long though. I didn't know if it was no, like 10,000 pages or something. So Mark Twain referred to the book of Mormon as chloroform in print. <laughs> and he's not, he's not that far off. Um, it's not easy to do, especially in Japanese. I mean, the way they wrote it in Japanese, they, they've changed it since I was there, but it was, it was really hard to read. Um, anyway, those were the those were the the commitments. And then there's all these things about creating a learning atmosphere that's more 
how do you manipulate these people um, that I will skip over and just get into, um, let's see, where are we? Uh, principle one. So this is going to be on, on page one dash four. So the first thing that we've got to start with, and, and we've been talking about this already, and um, it's that we believe in God, you guys. And, and uh, so I, I still remember this in Japanese. Watashitashi wa mina to onaji yoni kamisama ni shinjiteimasu. That means like most, like most people, we believe in a God. Um, even though they may call him by different names, we know that God lives. We want to share that. Uh, we want to share with you our feelings about him. God is perfect, all wise, and all powerful. He's also merciful, kind, and just, Stephen. He is. We know that we can have faith in him. We can love him with all our hearts. So right now I want to find out what the investigators believe about God and how they feel about God. I think we found that out at this point. Yeah. So, so you know, God is our father in heaven, Stephen. We are children of our father in heaven. We are created in his image because he is the father of all people. We are brothers and sisters. We are kind of brothers and sisters in a scientific way. Yeah. You know, I took, I took mushrooms once and I thought that God was speaking to me. I told you this, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful. But other than that, I, I don't believe. How do you know that he wasn't though, Stephen? Yeah. How do you know you didn't see? How do you know you didn't see God? Um, because I came off the drugs <laughs> and I, and I realized that it was but maybe just, that's the portal, right? Oh, then give us the some Steven Tyler port portal <laughs> oh, and give us some mushrooms and let's do it again. I'm more than willing to try, but, uh, yeah, for me, I, it comes back to the, all the same questions. The book is a huge manipulation. It's designed to manipulate people. I, I, I'm the audience that you've already spoken to already know this. I'm not seeing anything new. Yeah. So, so God has a plan for us, Stephen. Um, as our father, God loves us. He wants us to progress and be happy. He By wants us to become everything. more like him. Yeah. Just, so, just so, so as a missionary, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what Tim wanted. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. It's hard for me to do because it was so long ago and it's so foreign to me now. But, but, but I'm concerned for you, Stephen. As, as a missionary, I'm concerned for how um, angry you are. And to me, it's, it he's very, demonstrates. I think he, I think he needs. I, yeah. Reason, to be honest with you. Right. Right. It, it demonstrates to me how, um, you know, like what, what, what is it that you need? What you need is to feel God's love for you. Cause you haven't felt that you don't know, except on mushrooms. You, you haven't <laughs> felt that God really loves you. And it's probably yeah. because, you know, the way that you were raised wasn't, in any kind of religion and you've just it's been parents fault. I think yeah. it's my parents fault. It's your parents I, I fault. To, I need to walk away from them. I need to no, walk you away don't, from them. No, 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 no. You don't need to walk away from them. <laughs> you, you need to embrace the truth and then bring it to them. But, but recognizing that the, these things that we know, like as, as a missionary, I'm telling you, I know, Stephen, I know he, that God he, loves you. So there's I, something I know that God loves you. Cause sometimes I'm not very happy. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think, uh, I've got to go to work and I don't have enough money at the end of the month. And yeah. I just think, I just think I'm not, I'm not as happy as I could be. And are, are, that, are you, are you more happy? Yes, absolutely. Look you at the smile my on my face. Yes. And this is yeah. all because of God. Yes. Stephen, I have dedicated two years of my life to come on a mission where I'm not being paid anything. 
to do this. In fact, I'm paying my own way to come and share this message with you because it's made me so happy in my life. And I want people like you. And right now, because I'm getting to know you, you specifically, I want you to have the same kind of happiness that I have and that I know that it's there. So, so you're definitely not going to bed at night and feeling a little bit empty, like there's no, no point in what you're doing? Oh, no, 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 not at all. Absolutely not. Because, because I, I pray every night before I go to, go to bed and I, I talk with God and I feel God's response back to me. And that really I, don't, I don't have that. And, and that's what Absolutely. you're missing, Stephen. And, and that's why you're so angry. I mean, yeah. I think I feel like there's a there's a hole in 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 your in your your cavity that could be filled by the Holy Spirit. It would bring you the joy that you are so desperately lacking. Have, and, have you ever tried that, and, Stephen? And through and through God's power, God works in many mysterious ways. Perhaps you could get a shirt with fucking sleeves. <laughs> yeah, these God yeah. has the power to yeah. do these things, Stephen. You know, up until the fucking sleeves comment, you were a pretty good junior missionary companion there. Uh, oh, I could, I, I, I could, I could, I could close Stephen so fucking easy, man. <laughs> I would, I give me, give me. I don't care what religion it is. I don't care. Give me anything, and I'll, I'll close him. Yeah. Give me, give right. me something for him to sign, yeah. and I'll get it. I'll get it signed by the end of this podcast. But, but Stephen, have you ever tried, you know, so you're talking about going to bed at night and feeling this existential crisis. Have you tried to, to pray? Have you ever prayed to God and asked him to let you feel his love? I mean, sometimes he's caving, man. I can sometimes I can, in, in situations in certain situations. I've been like, do you know what it is? I could really do with your help, guys. I could really do with your help right now. Uh, I'm I'm not very happy in my life, and uh, maybe maybe you can help me because I've got no one else to ask, and you're the last resource. And and what 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 has happened when you've made that prayer? I went I went to bed with a little bit of hope. I yeah. went to, I went to, I went to sleep with a little bit of hope. I went did to you sleep ever with get what hope, you had, did you ever get what you had asked for? I felt that there was a high there might be a higher power beyond me that. Uh, can answer something that is greater than I am as a human. Yeah. And, and, and I didn't quite get what I want, but I felt like it didn't matter because the, I, the situation was, I was insignificant and, and the bigger picture was yet to come. Mm-hmm. And, and I think what, what the answer was that I shouldn't worry about the situation because it's a small thing. And if I just do what I should what is expected of me greater things would come in the future that that's that's kind of the answer that i got that, that yeah. i felt that i got just just endure the suffering and better things will come and and this was before you met tim bowen right uh, since since i met tim bowen it's been pure suffering oh <laughs> see that, that, you're taking that the wrong direction bowen was like, um but, but, no, but you know but you know want... it's 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 like the it's like the book of job you know i, I just i beat you down to lift you up Stephen. so 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 Stephen, i i just want to point out that the times that you prayed um yeah and i don't know if it was one time or other time you said that you felt hope that yep that that sense of peace that you, you know, like when I've had experiences like that, it's like, I'm able to create this oasis in the middle of chaos where I know that my heavenly father loves me. And that even though there's a lot of things that are going on in this crazy world that, you know, he, he put me here to gain experience 
he put me here to learn and he put me here to grow. Um, and it's hard. Life is hard, but, but he doesn't leave us alone. And, it, and if we turn to him and we ask for him to, to play a major role in our lives, he'll be there. And it, you touched on that. And if, yeah, like, if, if you're willing to explore that a little bit more, if, if, if it's worth it to try to find that, that piece on a more regular basis, then I, I've got some suggestions you can try. And if it works for you, you'll be happy. If it doesn't, then you know you can talk, uh, cross it off your list. Yeah, no, but I mean, sometimes I just feel like no one fucking cares. You know what I mean? Sometimes I just feel like no one cares. No one cares about me. Yeah. And I'm going through this long, black, enduring pain. Yeah. No one, no one gives a shit. Everyone's worried about themselves. And then when I pray to God, uh, when I pray to God, at least I think, you know, someone's listening. Someone yeah. might be listening. And right. when, I, when I talk to humans, no one gives a shit. Yeah. When I speak to God, at least there's a hope that someone might care. And, and I, I want you to know, Stephen, I, I know, I can feel it right now. I can, I can feel, feel right now God's love for you. I can feel that you can feel it. I, I feel like there's a connection. Yeah. I feel, I, feel, I feel it. I feel Jeff. Is it Jeff? Jeff? Jeff Mormon? Jeff Mormon. <laughs> is that his name? What's his name? Joseph Smith. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you mean I, I do like I do like Jeff Mormon. Jeff Mormon. <laughs> I thought I thought that Jeff Mormon could. Uh, I, I felt a connection. You've just fucking ruined it, Tim. Like you ruined everything in me life. You're I'm stealing that. It, I'm, I'm totally stealing Jeff Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> so what is his name? No, I felt a connection. I Joseph a connection. Joseph Smith. All right, so Joseph. Let, let's. Joseph Smith. Yeah. So let's, let's move on then. So, so I, I just, I, I want to make sure that you understand Stephen, that, that there is a God, he does love you. He does care about you. And if, if you, if you pray and you ask, he will answer your prayers, but he's not going to give us what I want because it's, it's a material. I have to work for it and get it in the next life. Right? No, I mean, put it, put it to the test. I mean, it, evidence is so important to you. What I'm, what I'm offering you right here is an experiment that you can take on your own and you can, de- you can determine whether or not it works for you. Okay. But, but if, if, if you're going to do it, you've got to, you've got to follow what it is that I'm telling you to do. And you've got to try it with a sincere heart. Uh, so, uh, okay, so, so uh, I, I'd, I'd like to turn I'm, to, uh, Oh, I'm go ahead. Afraid. Uh, it's okay. I'm just, I'm afraid of what I ask for. He's not going to be happy with. Okay. Well, he might not be. Right. He doesn't have a choice. I, I am who I am. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. So, so let's, let's talk about some of the things that keep us from having a relationship with God. Um, so, so now that we're on principle two, um, which is titled the divine sonship of Jesus Christ. So we need help to overcome sin and death yes. and without the help of our father in heaven, Stephen, we couldn't benefit from the plan of salvation. In this mortal life, every single one of us, everybody sins, everybody falls short of perfection and our sins make us unworthy to return to, to our father in heaven. And in addition, unworthy. so he's a real superpower. He's the, he's the real, he's the real, he's the real deal. Well, and, and one of the things that, that I think we were supposed to talk about in principle one that we didn't was our, our relationship with God, that, that he is the father of our spirits. We used to live with him. And he sent us yeah. to mortality. I don't remember. Yeah. No, you know, because you, you, you experience this thing called the veil of forgetfulness. No one remembers. 
yeah. intentionally. Maybe that's a sin as well. But okay. See now, well, this is that that that's the that's that's the Scientology stuff, right? I'm going to the toilet. Please, because like, because because you know you talk about Don't. that veil, and then because you guys do you guys get a planet too, like Scientology or not? Scientologists get a planet. Yeah, I don't think you guys I think don't you're get getting confused. No, that that that's what they say about Mormons. I don't think they say that about. See, see, okay. um, see, they're no, they're no mixed Mormon. Up in my brain. So here's the thing: no Mormon is ever taught if you're good, you're going to get a planet all of your own. What you're taught is you can become like God. Okay, and and God creates planets. God creates galaxies and universes and solar systems and populates them with people and all forms of life. And so what Mormonism teaches is that you can become like that for everyone, everyone. So Mormons believe in the multiverse in essence. Um, Multiverse was a concept that I didn't discover until after Mormonism. But if I would have discovered the the concept of multiverse as a believing Mormon, oh, totally. I'd be all over it. All right. Um, but 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 there's there's questions about it too. So so the the reason that it, the multiverse would fit with Mormonism is because Mormonism isn't really a monotheist religion. Okay. You know, it, it 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 worships the same Trinity that you know you, you were taught as a Catholic: God, Jesus, Holy Ghost, um, and that God is the Father of us. But because there's this this belief that we are all deity and embryo and that there's this little couplet that says, as man is, God once was, as God is, man may become. And so the the idea of there being multiple universes would say, oh, there's probably one for each God. That's kind and of so, so, so it would, it would be more like not if you're a good Mormon, you get your own planet, but if you're a good Mormon, you get your own universe would have been more along those lines. Well, if, so if I sign up for this, I sign up for this, I follow all the rules, I get my own universe. Well, well, well. See, but, but, but whether you sign up for it or not, you already have. You're, you're, you're already a child of God. You are already a deity and embryo. You just don't know it. You don't remember it because we, we all went through this veil of forgetfulness as we entered mortality. Um, and we're here to be tested. We're here to be proven to see, um, are we worthy of having that kind of power of becoming godlike? This sounds like just the shit Stephen needs, man. Yeah. But, uh, this is you, perfect for you, Stephen. Uh-huh. Do you know, I, I read some shit though the other day that, uh, so there's, there's, there's billions of stars in every star. Uh, no, there's billions of galaxies and in every galaxy there's billions of stars and then billions of stars, there's billions of solar systems. Those are all Mormons. But what? I, yeah, they're all they're all moments. But what? But what I read though is like we have one universe, but apparently uh, there's black holes, and these black holes transport us to other universes. And That's what we were talking about while you. There were is a multitude back. of there is a multitude of universes. I didn't know that right. Mormons owned them all. I didn't know that Mormons they were the own every team. single one of them. But apparently there's universes of the universes, and 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 this this uh, it confirms it really confirms that there's definitely life on other planets, and there's sure. definitely. Many Jeevans and many well, Jeevans. The, the, uh, many so, yeah. so here's a question for you, Stephen. You believe in the multiverse, and you I believe, believe that, that there's that there's that there's an infinite number of infinite universes. But you know but why? Because I can but, fucking say it. No, you can can't. There's no evidence you, for a multiverse. I, I'd like to see, see you see eyes. into a fucking black hole. When'd you do that? 
Ah, Take some more mushrooms, maybe. Dude, fucking scientists. It sucks in all the light. Yeah, scientists. You can't see in it. It's the event horizon. Remember that really bad space movie? But listen, right. Who am I going to believe? A fucking Mormon who's 18 years old with a suit who's trying to convince us of stuff he's read in a book, right? (laughs) Or am I going to believe a scientist who's been a scholar his whole life who studied it and can actually prove it with facts? Like, what am I going to believe? Some, some young kid at a train station in Japan speaking Japanese to us, preaching shit from a book. Am I going to believe a scientific scholar who's won the Nobel Prize who's telling us that there's black holes that lead in other universities? That's a, like, that's a very believe? convenient straw man argument and appeal to authority there, Stephen. T- tell me, what, totally. what are some of these scientific facts that convince you through evidence that there is a multiverse? I, I, I'm not a strong believer that there's a multiverse, but in a general debate against religion versus evolution i can't understand that uh, for example in, in in the bible and probably in mormonism as well because it's an offshoot of it that people will deny that uh, the people will still believe in in the first testament of the bible that uh, that god created the world in six days and that it's only been around for ten thousand years but there's 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 fossils that are in museums that show that the world has been around longer it's been around for millions of years and dinosaurs have existed. And when there's hard factual evidence that dinosaurs have existed and the world's older than 10,000 years, I can't understand how people can believe in a book that someone wrote 300 years after the death of Jesus. Yeah, but that's not evidence for a multiverse. We were, we were talking about your, yeah, I can't your, prove firm, a your firm belief no, okay. in a multiverse because you can see it. Okay, so if, for example, a scientist can prove... So you have religion on one end and you have science on the other end. Religion says the world was around for 10,000 years. Science says, no, it wasn't. It's been around for a million years and I can fucking prove it. Okay. Well, so it's, that's it's not what religion one, says though. You've created this dichotomy. That's kind of a false dichotomy where you've got religion yeah. on one thing as if like you're, you're a false big dichotomy. monolithic thing and you're science is one big yeah, monolithic thing. And they're, you're a false dichotomy. I, I, I respect your beliefs, Stephen, <laughs> and, and I, I totally respect your beliefs. You're but a you got a, you got too. a shit fucking argument, man. You're, no, you're doing a real bad job of selling your argument here. How, how on earth, all I'm saying is, you're saying that there's a religion, I'm saying there's not, and you're saying, well, there is, and I'm saying, well, prove it to us. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that there's not religion? I'm saying there's no God. I'm saying prove it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, guys, I'm going I'm I'm to put my... I'm going to put my missionary guys, hat on again. You guys are both Steven. rolling your eyes. And you I'm need the only one God at this sense. point, Stephen. Stephen I, you guys are rolling your eyes, and I'm the only one speaking sense. Stephen, do, do, I, I'm the missionary, Glenn, again. W- would you really like me to prove to you that there is a God? Yeah, prove it right now. It, is it, 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 like, how important is it to you? It's, it's the question of all questions that need answers. It's the most important thing in my life. How, how, much, how much time are you willing to put into this most important question? Three minutes. <laughs> so, so it can't really be that important of a question to you if you're so, really only willing to give three minutes. So how much time do you're I have willing to, to devote you? three minutes to answer, so, so here's, a, to answer so here's, the, the question, the greatest a, question so in the history of mankind, three minutes. So Stephen, I, I will, I, I will help you prove 
whether or not there is a God or is not a God. I will help you do that. It's, I'm going to need more than three minutes. Um, but I'm going to need some scientific proof to get me started. I'm going to need some proof. I, I will, I will, I will give you as much proof as I possibly can. But, but what I need from you is just a commitment to listen to what I have to say, challenge me on it as much as you want to. Um, but I've got these six discussions. I'd like to share all of the information that I can with you in however long it takes. And when I ask you to pray about something and ask, I'm going to need you to sincerely try that. Um, when I'm asking you to read things and think about it, and so we can talk about it next time. I'm going to need you to sincerely do that. And if you're, if you're not willing to do that, then I'm not going to be able to help you answer that question and provide proof to you that there is a God. But I can tell you, I've done those things. I know that there's a God because I feel it so strong. I can feel it right now as we're talking about it. It's because I've, I know how. I've learned how. And I can help teach you how to do that and get to that same place. But it's not going to take three minutes. Uh, it, it'll, okay. it'll take more. So if you're willing to do that, then I'm willing to help. But if, if not, then, you know, that's if I'm being honest, I'm in a very painful place right now and I'm hating a lot and I don't have many people I can relate to. So if you can promise me that I'll have the reassurance that if I do everything that you say and you genuinely feel how you say that you feel, then I want to feel how you feel. So yeah. I'll do it. Yeah. All right. I got one of those commitments there, I think. So, so then, so, so will you commit to um, listening to all six of these discussions? Yeah, as long as I stop feeling the pain that I feel internally every day right now. Perfect. That's what I want for you too. Great. And so, so then I would take this down. Like, I'm playing a role. Are you playing a role? No, I'm serious. I feel oh <laughs> now. I'm, now I'm feeling like I'm like really messing s- with you, and I don't want to mess with you. No, I feel serious internal conflict inside. And if you promise me that, I mean, I, I was, I, I was, I was struggling with serious internal conflict, and just alcohol and cocaine was making me feel better. But if see, you promise see, me a better way, my my point back to the beginning. You know, I've been in sales with a business for a long time, and you know, I think Steven's a hot lead, man. I mean, this is yeah. this is. I mean, you you need to close this fucking deal, man. Don't let him go. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what I really would like to do is let, let's, let's save up our money and go to Peru and go to one of those like ayahuasca retreats. Yes, I'm ready. Come on, actually do that. I have the money. Yeah. No, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a, a friend of mine right now who in a couple of days, he's going to go on this 12-day retreat to a place called Temple of Light. Are um, you going? I'll come as well. Well, it's, it's, yeah, I, uh, I would need to save up to be able to do something like that, but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure something out. But, um, okay. So, so we've been doing this for about an hour. We can, we can call it quits at, at this point, um, unless you guys want to keep going and we can re- record more on another day, but I don't know. What, what do you guys think about this? Is, is this interesting um, for you? Oh, it's very frustrating. I've got a million questions. Okay. And I still want to see you close Steven. That's I see, I see. I feel bad now. I feel like I'm totally messing with Steven and I, like, I don't want to. Nah, you're not messing with us. Help him find God. Okay. He needs uh, it. I, I am the strongest, strongest atheist. And, and it's not deliberate. So, so, but, but, as but, you but, find God internally, I find atheism. It's the same thing. But, but as far as like wanting you to feel peace, that's genuine. <laughs> like I really do no, want you to peace with all of the stuff that you I was only messing around. I yeah. was only messing around. No, no, no. I feel um 
I was only joking for okay. the podcast. Okay. No, no, I, I, I was told. I was told. That's why I asked you if you were playing a role. And so then when you said that you weren't, I thought uh, <laughs> you said that you weren't when no, I asked you if no, you were. No, 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 no. Glenn, Glenn was no. waiting for this podcast to end and you blow your brains out. <laughs> no, oh. I knew he was playing a role. I could tell yeah. the whole time. No, in total hindsight. I mean, no, not at all. I mean, when you die, you die. And, uh, and life is, life is, it's pretty fun. I mean, sometimes like, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty privileged. I'm pretty happy. I've got a good life. Uh, advertising's good. Trading's good. I've got no complaints. Sometimes I wake up and think I'm a bit bored. What am I going to do next? But that, that's as, that's as far as it goes. The, the, the thing, and I think we talked about this briefly uh, a little while ago, the, the thing that I've come to understand, um, a little bit more explicitly with some scientific based evidence behind it, I've always kind of intuitively recognized it is that uh, there is a biological need for humans to belong to a group and religion provides that like no other um, thing that's ever been created. I, I know I, I know I quote Rogan all the time and maybe you've heard him, but he always uses this analogy. He calls religion scaffolding for sad people dumb you know it's like it's something to to build upon and 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 and, and fill that kind of yeah void. it's a, it's a scaffolding it's also a, a very tight glue and it's uh you know so well and keep so, in mind you know like like i you know i think it's good for the kids it's good for community. i mean i go to church we go you? to a we go to a congregational church which is very late How regularly you know very very yeah oh yeah almost Once a week? Um, Almost every week. We might okay. miss once a month. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's the kids, you know, it's interesting because the kids like asked to go. We didn't start yeah. going. My son, Garrison, he's 16 now. He was probably like five or six years old and started asking questions and said, can we go to church? We said, hey, let's go to church. So, um, yeah. And again, we, we go pretty much every week unless there's something going on. But, you know, it's like it's more just. But seems like a seems like a wholesome good time you know it's like there's a lot of nice people there it's like you know it's so but uh, but but the man who's on the stage and he's saying things to you for me it's who gives him the authority to really speak well, but the it's so, with so the people again, that are there yeah so i'm not again i'm no expert on religion but this is yeah. a congreg- this is a congregational church so it's like voted well no no we we the the preacher is like hey Jesus said, I mean, I'm going to use the simplest example. You know, Jesus said, you know, do unto others what you would have do unto you. He reads the scripture. Then he talks about the golden rule. You know, it's not like what I grew up with. What I grew up with was do this fucking shit or I will burn you to hell. Right. You know, that that was Roman Catholic. That's where I came from. What we do at the Congregational Church, again, it's like it's like normal shit. Be nice to people. You know, you know, uh, you know, if, if someone needs help, help them, you know, here's a story about yeah. that. So, you know, so there, there was, there was a French sociologist named Emile Durkheim that lived. Um, I, I don't know. It, it was, it was after the French revolution, um, the, the late 1800s, I think maybe early 19th or 20th century. But, but anyway, he, he observed the conditions in France as it moved from being, um, like like the divide between the religious and the non-religious 
started increasing. Atheism was largely a response to the the monarchy um, having power over everyone and using divinity as and, and religion as a, a, a way of maintaining control and power. And so atheism became a way of saying, well, we're going to break away from that kind of tyranny. And, um, and Emil Durkheim looked at this and he said, look, because humans have evolved with religion playing a really important role in our life, um, humans are basically homo duplex, which means that there's part of us that is profane, you know, like earthly pursuits. And there's part of us that's, that requires a sacred connection to a group that religion provides. And if you um, remove that sacred part of your life, so you just reject religion, you don't go to church, you don't have anything that puts you in that sacred, there's more to things than just me arena, then you're going to be depleted. You're only going to be feeding one half of your homo duplex self. And that's the earthly profane side. And there's going to be this gaping hole that needs to be filled. And then you, and then you become, then you become Steven living in his mom's basement, looking at porn all day long. Uh, Suicide rates increase. And I think he, I think just by observation and, and I, somebody might be able to correct me on, on the, the, Evans, but I think he showed that there was like an 8% increase in suicide rates among non-religious compared to religious. And so he made this prediction that as um, the world got more industrialized, um, that uh, secularism and atheism would increase, uh, religion would decrease, and that human angst, depression, suicide, all of these things would increase with it. He didn't talk about mass shootings. (laughs) <laughs> because it's a lot of right now different time period but you know so his his predictions ring pretty true and i i think evolutionary biologists would you know there, there's a debate of whether people accept this or not you know sam harris and jonathan Haidt had a really interesting conversation about it on one of sam harris's podcasts once and they take different sides of the issue but i i think that there's evidence to support that this idea of homo duplex and so i'm not saying there is a god um, and that's why if you reject the God, you're going to be more suicidal. I'm saying that because we've evolved with these fictions in our life playing this role, there's a biological component okay. that is, when is it's that your stance, Glenn? that's my so, stance. Yeah. That, that when that's missing, so, see, and that's kind of where, you know, that, and I'll let you go, Steven, but yeah. that was kind of my point in talking about, you know, I think you were a little shocked that I go to church when I'm like, I don't know if there's a God or not, but I'm yeah. basically agreeing with this guy you talked about. I mean, there's a community aspect, yeah, that I mean, social, you, right. you, social aspect, yeah. you know, it's, it feels wholesome. It's good for the kids. And, you know? and you, and you bind together as a group to help it, out each other. And exactly. That's, we do that's, fundraise, that's we do fundraisers, you know, you know, no, uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah. No, I think and, and whether it's religion or some other group that does that for you, that's, that's what, what we need in our life. And it's just that religion has been the primary go-to for that. That's exactly. the most natural thing. But then there's all this crap that comes along with it as well. <laughs> no, but, 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 but you're putting forward the argument that uh, is, is homo duplex people, is it? That, uh, that if we don't have religion, suicide rates go up. We feel more depleted. We feel less less that we have the not a sacred bond anymore but but would you say on a personal level that that you feel depleted more suicidal that 
that you feel less that you have a less of a sacred bond with something or do you feel more liberated away from the tyranny of something it, it's not a simple black or white yes or no answer but, I, I mean, mean the, what, the, what the thing is i have absolutely lost my community you know like in in being raised mormon um and uh, you know, like I, I'm kind of lucky in the sense that my mom has left the church. My, my sister and my brother have left the church. My dad's still in. Um, but it, you know, like, and, and, and the friends that I had that I grew up with that were in the church, they're still, you know, like I still got a pretty good friendship with them, but our, but our bond is much weaker than it was. And I, I don't have, like, I don't have like a community or a group to fill that sacred space. Uh, aside from probably what I do with this podcast, <laughs> you know, probably what I do with, with infants on thrones is a response to that gaping chasm to, to have a sense of community, even if it's a virtual community. Um, now, how do, how do Mormons treat ex Mormons? Well, I mean, there, there's different answers to that because there's different types of people, but, but generally it's with suspicion Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, some people can be just downright hostile and rude and dismissive. I, I didn't know. Arrogant. Yeah. Uh, others can, uh, others are like, well, yeah, I, I, I don't know either. And the, you know, more power. Well, and, may, and, and, and tell me if this is too personal, but like, how does your dad treat you? My, my dad, we, we just had to come to this understanding of, we don't talk about it. You know, like there's okay. certain things that we don't talk about. And so like, my, my, I, I don't, my, my relationship with my dad is very distant and very strained, you know, like, okay. I, but, but, it, but is that because it kind of, of always because, was. Okay. Okay. That, okay <laughs> too. I mean, that, that's part of his personality. And then part of what my, my personality became and um, you know, the church stuff played a role in all of that as well. But, but Church, church was one of the and probably the primary way of connecting with my dad when I was growing up, and so then when I started trying to connect on church issues in different ways, you know, from from not from a point of just trying to affirm the faithfulness of everything, but really questioning and challenging and and these things, it became really threatening to him and threatening to our relationship, and we had some blowups over it, and you know, so yeah, did did I answer your question, Stephen? Or was there more that you wanted to know from that? Yeah, no, no. It's it's just it's not black and white. It's exactly what you said. Yeah, it's hard to give a black and white answer. Yeah, but uh, no. It, it's, so so it's, so there are certain things that I definitely feel liberated from. Like like I I'm I'm able to do things and I'm able to think in ways that I I wouldn't have otherwise. And so to me, I'm going to say net positive on that side, but at the same time, I don't know if that net positive is just this ad hoc narrative that I'm spinning to try and justify the choices that I made because people do that too. So, but, but, but you not think it's, um, cause you were saying that a lot of people kind of doubt what they believe, but they're just saying it because they're part of that community. Do you not yeah. feel like the people that don't leave just lack the courage to leave They lack the confidence to take that step and, and walk away from the community, which is a, an insanely big thing to do. So yeah. I understand why people don't have the courage to do it. Yeah. But do you feel that it's the reason they're not doing it is because of a lack of courage or because of a strong faith? Some, 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 it might be because of a strong faith, some lack of courage, you know, there's, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like a shitty job. I mean, there's, there's people that work shitty jobs for 40 years, you know, just because they don't want to look for another job. Yeah. The security (laughs) that it provides and the comfort. For you, you you had the courage to step out. 
If I, don't I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it seems rather self-serving to frame it as courage, but um, sure. Yeah, and, and to be very public and very vocal uh, about it. Um, but again, I mean, that's just kind of like one of the things that I really loved about when I was um, a Mormon was talking. I I would love our classes on Sundays where we would get into arguments and discussions about doctrinal things. And, well, have you thought about it this way? Have you compared it to this thing? Have you thought about it that? And not everybody's, you know, I'm in the minority there. And that that was one of the things that kind of drove me out is because I was interested in looking at these things at all different levels and having these conversations and discussing them. And and I've continued to do that, um, you know, with, with the, the podcast, but it's, it's one of the things that, that, you know, so I don't know if it's courage as much as just this insatiable curiosity and, you know, like thinking, well, I'm going to, I'm going to have my own curiosity satiated, or I'm going to pursue that above squelching that for the sake of keeping social harmony. And, uh, you know, so that, that kind of explains why I went the way that I did. So in the uh, interview, in the interview process, you've got a really tough sale here. You're having, you're having, you're having trouble closing this guy at what point do you bring out the multiple wives? Is that like the, is that like the ace card? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't come up at all. What? No, it doesn't come up at all. Multiple wives. So if, if, if that was actually a question that was brought up, the answer would be, well, that's something that happened um, in the, you know, a long time ago, but it's been over 120 years since. Um, well, I want were... a bunch of wives. So sign me up. Yeah, well, that's not what this religion is going to give you. I'm sorry. Uh, You're not going to get that uh, from this. It's, it's kind that's of weird. Not, that's not really what God wants for you, Tim. But uh, yeah, you have these academic free speeches, and you have these academic discussions. But then sometimes a lot of it, a lot of religion, and a lot of Mormonism, I think, is just this is the way God says it is, and accept it, and don't question it. You're not oh, absolutely, question it. yeah. But then on the on the flip side, let's have these academic discussions about <laughs> these texts that God writes about. Mm. How do you balance that? What do you mean? What do you mean? How do you balance it? So, so like on one end, you're, you're encouraged to be a free thinker and to debate texts, but you're not, no, 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 like the Mormon church is not, is not, um, I mean, look, look at what we just read through. (laughs) It's very prescriptive. Do this, do this, ask this, ask this. Here's the time where you do this. It's like programming you to be an automaton. You you can debate these things, but you can only debate inside this little circle. Yeah. 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 So, so is, is this, is this something that you guys would want to do um, kind of on a, on an ongoing basis and go through this stuff and have these kind of conversations? Cause I think that the, why, and, why are you called an elder when you're young? <laughs> because in the, because in the Bible, there were different offices, um, uh, different titles that people had like, clergyman pastor i don't know there's a there's a section in the new testament somewhere and okay. elders one of them so at some point in the early church when they were saying oh these people are going to be called deacons these people are going to be called priests these people are going to be called teachers these people are going so to just be bad elders. word choice and there's gonna be called high priest yeah okay yeah. okay so it's just it just is one of the and, and especially in japanese it was like elder 
actually means an old person. Well, that's and what so I was there, getting at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, for, I mean, for me, because of the way that I grew up, elder just meant a missionary. I never, I, I, I still have a hard time associating with it. Going okay. Like, oh yeah. That means an old person. That's what it, is. it means. Older, elder, older. So what's the dumbest thing in Mormonism? What? What's like the, the dumbest the thing? Dumbest thing in yeah. Mormonism? Yeah. That's a very subjective question, Tim. Well, in your opinion. Answer to it. In the, the, uh, define the parameters of dumb for me, please. And, and well, like, okay, you know, he found the tablets and, you know, he can only read them with a magical stone and stuff like that, you know. Uh, the dumbest thing in Mormonism uh, is probably the, the this book of Abraham translation that came from these mummies of a traveling salesman that came through Kirtland, Ohio, and he was selling artifacts that had been stolen from a tomb raider in Egypt and came across these common funerary texts that Joseph Smith or Jeff, depending on who you are, <laughs> took and, and uh, said, these were written by the actual hand of Abraham. And here's what it says. And when you go through and you read that, it's all pretty, pretty dumb. Okay. That, that people like believed that. And uh, yeah, but there's so many, there's so there's so many answers to that. And question. again, I'm not like picking on Mormonism. I mean, obviously, all religions have a lot of stupid shit. Sure. I was just wondering if you know what what your top was. So. I don't know. Yeah. And then we've talked about this. You know that like I've, I've, uh, Rogan talks about this all the time. But you knew like Mitt Romney's dad like fled to Mexico so he could have multiple lives, wives and stuff. Do you know that story? Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought I, we talked about that. So. I have a cousin who's married to a Romney and was living um, in Mexico until a few years ago. There's a, there's a place called the Colonies that was where George Romney, Mitt Romney's dad, or Which, grandfather, the governor. He was the governor of Michigan, right? Yeah, George Romney. Yeah, was, yeah. yeah well, way before my time. But. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Yeah, I'm happy to continue it. I'm happy to do it another time. I don't mind. I think these discussions are educational. I'm very goal oriented. It's it's now my 2018 goal to get Stephen converted to Mormonism. Oh However, <laughs> whatever I can do to facilitate this, whatever I can do assist. I mean, hey, I'm I'm here for you, Glenn. We got to make this fucking happen. I, I like Stephen too much for that. I think it'd be good for him. I think he, he you know, he it needs some guidance. No, you know? it would be bad for everyone. Like seriously, if Stephen became like a really devoted firebrand wielding Mormon, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Um, I'm honestly too headstrong. I'd, I'd rather be a drug addict than tend to religion. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. honestly. And being a drug addict would be different. more fun. <laughs> it would be more fun. <laughs> Hi, this is Brian from Novi, Michigan, and I am yet another returned missionary from Japan who has left the church. Konnichiwa, Guren-senpai! You can comment on this episode on the website, infinitesonthrones.com, and if you really like what you hear, give the form a five-star rating and write a short review on iTunes. Anyone for the closing prayer? Is it true? Is it, like, so I stayed in Utah about a year ago there wasn't a coffee maker in the room. Is that, is that true about all the hotel rooms or well, was that just that hotel? Co- coffee, coffee is not permitted. So how come I can go down to the lobby and get coffee? Well, because it's not a church owned hotel, you know, but they don't put them in the rooms because it would be offensive. I don't know why. 
God damn it, Glenn, you're supposed to know the answer to this. Yeah, that's a business decision from the hotel chain. I'm sorry. But but my question is... Was that catering a, to a Mormon demographic in Utah than they would in Nebraska, you know? Well, but, th- but that's my question. That was, that wasn't a coincidence. There's a lot of hotels that wouldn't have coffee makers. Cause I only stayed in one. It's such an uninteresting question to me. I don't even really know okay. where to start with it. <laughs> you just change the subject. Cause you don't know the answer. There are no homosexual members of the church. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. I don't like a religion. Question. Yeah. But we'll get into it on the next episode. Cool. Thank you for listening to Infants on Thrones. Infants on Thrones.